0: Marvelous vibe, and I know it starts from inside. So fill your heart with pride and let your light shine brightly, you won't die. You won't work apart, unforgettable and off the charts.
1: Welcome to a podcast dedicated to your mental health. I'm Bailey with the Recording Library of West Texas.
0: Hi, I'm Christy Edwards. I'm the Executive Director and a Therapist at Centers for Children and Families.
1: Hi, I'm Melanie Size. I'm the Marketing and Development Director at Centers for Children and Families. Together, we're bringing you tips and tricks on how to navigate this thing called life. This is Center Solutions. Due to the nature of some of the topics that are discussed, listener discretion is advised.
2: Hi, everyone. Um, This is Melanie Sighs with Centers for Children and Families, and we also
0: have... Ladies, introduce yourselves. I'm Christy Edwards with Centers for Children and Families.
2: And I'm Bailey Hennis with the Recording Library of West Texas. And if you have been listening to our podcast, Center Solutions, you know us pretty well. We are in... A little bit of a different space in our worlds right now. So we are going to talk about the, the interesting crisis that the Permian Basin in the world at hand is facing right now. The sky's falling a little bit right now. I'm going to start by reading something that was in an article that Centers put out that should be in our, uh, newspaper this week, Midland Reporter Telegram. Just one month ago, many of us in the Permian Basin were settling into our weekly routine from spring break vacations. The term social distancing was beginning to spread along with the elusive coronavirus pandemic that had caused countries like Italy to completely shut down borders and businesses. From afar, it looked like an overseas tragedy, but we did not realize it was that we were not looking across oceans, but rather into our own future. And here we are today, the essential labor force, frontline healthcare workers, families huddled in their homes, elderly and homebound, displaced students, homeless souls. Everyone is feeling the strain of these uncertain times. Let's start talking about what is going on right now.
3: Yeah, and if you guys, if this is the first time that you've tuned in, this is the Mental Health Podcast, and we're going to do a special series, kind of just talking about COVID. And Christy is our therapist, and she's going to tell us about coping mechanisms on how to deal with everything going on. Yes,
2: yeah, so this, and uh, this first episode is just going to talk about basic, overall, what we're dealing with in the Permian Basin. Christy's going to share some ways to cope. The episodes going forward are going to be more specific so that uh, our listeners can go. And if you're having a specific issue, you'll have a point of reference to go and check. We all know that our area is experiencing a little bit of a different uh, kind of hit because of the oil prices. So that's kind of where we're going right now. Christy, you want to start? Sure,
0: sure. I I think maybe one thing that um, we need to just address is that, So many times whenever there's something, you know, major that's happening like this, it's like we all get that deer in the headlight looks. Right now we've got about three things going on. So I think sometimes people are just frozen in place and don't even know what to do. So we've got the coronavirus. We've got the stock market falling. We've got the price of oil collapsing. So, you know, people are, there's fear in a lot of areas of our lives right now. It's, you know, our work, it's our home, it's our, you know, our kids' health, our own health um a lot of times people don't consider their mental health when they're just worried about how to survive so what we all know that work in the mental, that work in the mental health field is that at some point when these things start kind of coming under more control is whenever the mental health issues are going to start popping up and we're beginning to see some of that so what what we're hoping to do with this is to tell people to pay attention to it now we know there's a lot on your mind but start Kind of doing a self check of how you're doing emotionally before it gets to the point that everybody is calling saying I'm in a crisis.
2: Absolutely, and I know we try to check on each other. Yeah. And I think this is a conversation that is constant. I mean, really, there's hardly anything else to talk about. Our whole world has sort of resolved revolved around this, don't you? Uh, wouldn't you agree, Bailey?
3: Yes, I agree. And I think at least as far as me personally, I thought this would kind of all blow over and I put that in quotation marks um, by now. And now we find ourselves in what, like almost two months if not a little bit more for some people in quarantine. And it's kind of a shock for me. I've never experienced anything like this in my lifetime. So I understand where feelings of anxiety and depression and isolation come from because I'm kind of seeing it firsthand. And uh, just like with our clients, those feelings are something that's not uncommon with them because they're used to being kind of homebound or visually impaired clients. So I can only imagine being blind during a national
0: pandemic. Yeah, and you know Bailey, when you talk about feeling helpless, that's not a feeling that most of us are used to. Um, I mean, a, a large percentage of our population—you know, the elderly, or you know—if you've got—if you have a, a, a side impairment, you cannot drive or you know or get around easily. Um, most of us are like, okay, I can I can take control at this point. So much of what we can control is really not in our hands or is out of our control. So we are spending a great amount of time cleaning out closets, cleaning out our pantry, you know, trying to find something that we can have control of. And it's really all fear-based and that whole feeling of helplessness. And that's just that's an uncomfortable feeling. And if we're not doing well with it, then, you know, our kiddos that don't have a, the, the language or the emotional vocabulary to tell us what's going on, you're going to see a wide range of things that are going on with them, you know, acting out or having like psychosomatic, like stomach aches, headaches, things like that, because none of us know how to put into words what is actually going on for us.
3: Absolutely. Can you offer some advice, Christy, on as a parent at home with their young kids right now, how do you communicate to them about what's going on?
0: Well, you know, I think the, the best thing that you can do um, is, is really not try to Tell them what's going on, it's just let them tell you what they're feeling and what their concerns are. You know, like like really young kids, um, you know, they don't really maybe have an idea of what a school calendar looks like. They just know we're not in school. You know, for them it's like, oh, okay, so we're not at school. But as you get older and you recognize that, you know, that what actually happens in a year time frame or a nine month school calendar. They're the ones that are going to have, you know, a little bit more questions. So you never want to overshare, overtell um, children what's going on, because sometimes your fear and your anxiety will will bleed forth and cause theirs to be worse. But if they come to you with questions, answer them the best way that you can. You know, and if somebody comes and says, I really, you know, I, I really miss school. I don't like being homeschooled. The best thing you can do is, you know, kind of um, reflect that back, not in like a mimicking way, but basically it's like, no, I hear that you that you miss school and you don't like being homeschooled. Tell me more about the feeling that comes with that. And I, think you wanted to address their feeling, yes. And I, this is
2: definitely a subject that we're going to cover in a future episode because it's it very in depth. And myself yes. as a parent, I know it's, it's 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 very difficult. And this is just as a human being not to kind of flip out. I think after we've been doing this for a month, we're kind of, you know, okay, this is a lot. For a while, like Christy mentioned, we were very focused on our basic needs, trying to control what we can. And now all those feelings are like, you know, we're starting to go, okay, we've been locked in a space with these people for too long. So uh, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of difficulty, and I'll tell you, there's one thing that I can attach to that I had to finally, uh, I had to finally take some advice on, and that's uh, turn off the news and take a little mm. social media break.
0: Oh, absolutely, you
2: know? yeah, because I think we can become very consumed with it. I felt like for a while I could, you know, become my own scientist and find a yeah i feel like i'm I'm I'm
3: halfway through yeah i feel like i'm halfway through medical school at this point (laughs) i know
2: i seriously i'm not gonna lie when i have actually gone so far as to read some medical journals where i have to go and learn what i'm even reading and then i'm going what am i doing um Mm -hmm. i don't know what i'm doing it's like it's my it's my toilet paper
0: and we all have the toilet
2: paper (laughs) yeah yeah
0: so, well, and just remember that there's a, they, you know, there's the saying, a little education could be a scary thing. It's, so when you start down that road, you start trying to become a doctor or a, vi- a virologist or whatever it is. <laughs> like, you go down that road and you're like, this is it. This is what I know. This is the ultimate. And then the very next day, the person that you heard say that has now flipped and is like sure. something else. So I, I think one of the things we have to li- realize is, you know, <laughs> Listen to enough to stay informed, but if you find yourself watching hour after hour of it, you are feeding into your to your own anxiety and your own fear. Yeah. So you just you have to be disciplined to say, "Okay, I'm beginning to hear some of the same things I've already heard." Turning it off. I'm getting outside. I'm doing something.
3: Right. Yes. I saw a quote that said, "You you can look at the darkness, but don't stare at it." Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly.
0: Yeah. That, that makes, makes sense. That is the thing. Yeah.
2: And social media, confrontation. I mean, a lot of people, there's high opinions and views, and we're very, um, they're very opposite ends. And that's another thing, you know, I that's not my thing, but I know that's an issue. But, so it's good to just kind of put it away for a little while.
0: Right. Nobody needs to be involved in a Facebook battle over what we should be doing or who has the right, the president or the governors of the states. You know, I mean, why would you argue about that? Let them argue about it <laughs> and let, right. you feel about our, let you feel about what we can do in our daily lives that have some semblance of as much normalcy as you can muster. The right? funny thing so, is, has
2: anybody ever seen anyone's mind change from a Facebook argument? Because I certainly have not.
0: Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> not likely to do that. <laughs> oh, um, right. I was
2: wrong. <laughs> Um, one thing that we can kind of get a little control of is keeping our physical health in check.
0: Super important. You know, it, the physical and the mental, they go hand in hand. If you yes. are not taking care of both of those, it's whenever something's going to slip. So, um, you know, some of the things that we talk about are, you know, to get enough sleep and rest. You know, talk to your doctor if you're not able to sleep, you know, that's probably the number one thing through all of this that whenever I'm talking to my own clients is whenever they say, I'm only sleeping three or four hours a night so mm-hmm. there's so much on my mind. So, you know, at a time like this, if you've got – I mean, sleep is important. So if you're having some difficulty, I'm not trying to condone any type of, you know, sleep aid or anything like that, but but it is important. So do what you're willing to do for yourself in conjunction with what your doctor recommends. Mm-hmm. So. Getting sleep will help you make better decisions. It will slow down your overreaction times. Um, it's You are just clearer in your mind. You know, stay hydrated. Super, that's another one that's super important. Nothing works in your body without being hydrated. You know, stay active. That's a mind control thing. That is basically, I am going to get outside. I'm going to walk. I'm going to breathe air. I'm going to you know take my dogs. I'm going to see my neighbors. I'm not going to get too close. But that can also, so keep you connected and it makes you feel like you're doing something good for yourself. You know, keeping a healthy diet. It's like, you know, the, uh, I think the initial, uh, idea is that, you know, I need comfort foods, so, which can exactly. be heavy, heavy carbs, you know, I mean, at least for me. And so it's, it's like, you know, step away from the carbs and, you know, eat some fruits and vegetables. Time not to snack, keep as much of a schedule as you can. If you're, well, for, if you're somebody that snacks, keep fresh, you know, good snacks.
2: Right. For a while we were seeing, I feel like we've seen phases and they play out on Facebook. So everybody's talking about, it's like the food network on Facebook and everybody's just yes. cooking up a storm and baking mm-hmm. bread. And I mean, it's, it's interesting mm-hmm. and it's fun, but there's also that factor where you don't want to put yourself, um, Our health is one thing we can really try our best to take care of.
0: Yeah, And and that is, I'll keep saying it's important, but all of the things that we're talking about are important. And I think most people know these things, but whenever you're in the middle of some type of, you know, crisis or pandemic or, you know, fear-based action, those things fly out the window. Right. And it's basically, you know, you find yourself in the pantry in the middle of the night eating potato chips because you don't know what to do with the feeling in the pit of your stomach.
2: Yeah, and I've kind of been the opposite where I, like, forget to eat. And that's another thing. I mean, everybody handles their anxiety differently. So it's just important to, like, connect with what you have to do. And, it's you know, this is a great list of items because we can help you a little
0: check. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, probably the final thing I would say about, you know, your physical health, keeping a check on it, is if you feel like things are out of your control. Contact your doctor. You know, it's, it's like, you know, do not, do not think that you're weak if you're, you know, if you're already depressed and the social isolation causes you to be a little more depressed or if your anxiety is to the point that you cannot complete your daily tasks, it is time to reach out to a doctor or a therapist, um, to say, I, I am not coping well. I need some, I need some help. And you guys are offering virtual counseling, right, Christy? We are. So, um, you know, whenever this thing first started, we had already uh, kind of talked about getting um, on a telehealth platform. This kind of, you know, completely sped that up. All you have to do is call centers at 432-570-1084 in Midland or 432-580-7006 in Odessa. And we will get you set up to, um, you know, kind of do an initial appointment with a therapist and we'll get you started.
2: Now we can also do telephone counseling as well, which yeah, yeah. Yeah, depends on a person's comfort level. It's a, it's just a, it's a different space, but it's you know it's where we're at now, and there are still therapists available that can help. Yes. Um, that's that's so great that you guys are offering that right now. It's it's been great. Um, yeah. It's been a, a really good way to stay connected to our clients and yes. make sure and that can- there's no gap in service.
3: Right, and you can hear those phone numbers again at the end of this episode, so don't worry about
2: trying to replay those, replay it to try to hear those numbers. There you go. Um, Another thing is let's stay connected, which is kind of weird. It sounds weird because we're not, you know, sort of forced into this world of social distancing, but all this social media that we've been utilizing for other more, uh, frivolous things in life we now can Mm -hmm. use to keep us really connected we meaningful conversations I don't know about you guys I know I've told Christy I don't care what I'm talking to people about even no matter what every conversation to me turns into a meaningful conversation Uh because you just have to ask someone so how are you right now and it Uh just naturally people want to share because it's Mm -hmm. overwhelming and and
3: Christy's talked about that before on a, another episode where if you're going to ask someone, how are you doing, really ask them how they're doing. And we're seeing a lot of that now. Christy, you want to talk more about that? You've said that before in another episode.
0: Oh, sure. Because, you know, it's, it's just something that we say by rote so many times. We're like, how are you doing or how are you feeling? And then we expect people to go fine and then we keep moving. At this point, you almost have to say, you know, how are you doing? How are you feeling? What can I do for you? Do you need anything from me? It's not just that, like Melanie was saying, that more frivolous conversation that is just the politeness. Because we need to know from each other how we're actually doing. Because, you know, if I ask someone and they go, you know what, I'm going to tell you because I'm really afraid right now. I need to be ready to help that person, not in a therapist way, but in a friend way, to connect them with, with the right resource. And I think that's the community that we're in right now. I think everybody is doing that. And yeah, and
2: I think Bailey and I have had a little, uh, Zoom cocktail hour. And
0: that was oh, fun. I got left out of that one, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I think it's it fine. I think that's important, I, I and I don't care, you know, what it is. Zoom cocktail hours are so much fun right now. You know, I, I've seen, you know, families that do the Zoom and, you know, get the grandkids or the kids in the frames, and it's, it is a great way to stay connected. It's what we need at this time. Yes. And, you know, there's online support
2: groups and Uh whatever it is you need. Just don't lose human connection. Don't isolate yourself entirely. We have ways to keep, you know, in touch with everybody.
3: Yeah, we have so many nonprofits here in Midland that are here to help, even outside of centers or our LWT. You get the help that you need, whether it's food insecurity or... You know, if you need audio, we have a 24-hour radio station that we run. And at 1 p.m. every day, we're updating everyone about COVID locally. Mm -hmm. So that way, if you have an impairment, you can get that in audio. So reach out to other nonprofits also in the community.
2: Yeah, which brings us to our next subject, take action. I don't know. I feel this way for sure. I know a lot of people do. When there's a crisis, you just feel like you want to do something. You want to make change. You feel like you need to, you know. I like. I wish I could sew because I would have loved to be part, have been part of the math, of math. group,
3: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm.
2: Um, just you want to do something, but you really can. You just like Bailey mentioned. You can call these nonprofit organizations if you need help. But also, some of them are looking are still needing volunteers to offer help. I know uh, you guys at the recording library still have volunteers working, which is yeah. awesome. And
3: we're very thankful for them, um kind of like you guys we we wanted to try out kind of at home readings because we ha our volunteers narrate a lot of materials, but we've never really taken that leap, and this has forced us to so I see a little bit of silver lining in this pandemic mm-hmm. because it allowed for us to be forced to do that, and it's so far it's been extremely beneficial, so that's opened up a lot more for some of us nonprofits.
2: Yeah, and it's nice to be able to see something positive in a right. you know, dark space. But I know like the local food bank and Meals on Wheels, you know, they're still operating. Those are great places that you can contact to see, hey, can I, can I help serve? Can I, you know, there, there still are places that are operational. If you feel like it's gonna, you know, that this is what you need, cause we all need something different.
0: And for some, that's it the importance of taking action is a part of belonging to something that's bigger than yourself, because if, you know, back in history, anytime there was a a world war or Vietnam or nine 11, you saw droves of people who signed up for the military, right? So that was their way of taking action. And that makes you feel like you are in control and staying connected to a larger, a larger group. So that's why it's important for people, you know, in your small communities to come up with something that you can do, if it is dropping off five canned goods to the food bank front door, or what you know, whatever it might be, or to your local church or your soup kitchen or like, no, heck, your neighbor, that. you know, uh, yeah. just your neighbor, your yeah. friends. I've had people drop never. stuff
2: off here, and it's just nice. I had a friend who mm-hmm. made face scrubs for everybody. It was oh, the coolest that. thing to just get well, that. Great. I mean, it's that's simple. I mean, that's it
3: part was- of self care.
2: Yes. Yeah. And it was, i tell you what, every time I use it, it's so much more meaningful than I think it ever would have been because I know mm-hmm. how special it is and how, how, you know, just every little thing is, it is uh, different. It's it has a
0: stronger meaning now. Well, and, and I think, you know, once again, we've talked about keeping in touch and reaching out to others, but it's, it's, it's more than just the, the reaching out. It's really about connecting and the only way to, Truly connect is to have the meaningful conversations. You need know, to talk about what you're feeling. You know, you talk about when you're afraid. You talk about your struggles. You talk about, you know, your fears and things like that. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm laughing a little bit because Melanie wrote something on here. It says, like, you know, have dinner with friends when you can talk about it or don't talk about it. Um, I think that's, I think some of that made it from a different outline. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I was just like, what? Well, right. Honestly, you can it. have
2: dinner. You can sit yeah, down yeah. and have a I Zoom thought, dinner.
0: Yeah, I think um, that's what I meant. You know, I, I thought yeah. that I, I thought you meant. So <laughs> no, but that's true. I mean, there are ways. It it kind of brings out the
2: creativity. It's, it's hard. Are. I know there are people that are. Um, one of the coolest things that we did. It was so much. It was so much fun, and it was so short and simple. That a good friend of mine had a birthday parade for, and you've seen a lot of these on Facebook. <laughs> Where you just drive by and wave, and um, for for a little four year old, and how special is that? Um, just there are so many different ways that we can find to keep those connections. It does take effort though, and I think it's if you don't make those efforts, it's kind of it can become easy to isolate yourself and then you know then we we find problems there that, that gets to be a little bit dangerous i think um another thing is practice meditation and or prayer this is a really great time to get in touch with your spiritual health Sure, you know just because Yes. Yeah, so and i know lying. that
3: some of the churches are uh like they utilize the big sky drive-in and um They preached from the sky lift so everyone could show up in their cars and listen to some preaching at Big Sky Drive. And I thought that was really unique and creative.
0: Well, I mean, we can become so creative and I'm like, we're never going back. We're going to always be saying, what is the next possibility?
2: Right. Yes. And it's funny. I've thought, I mean, I mean, like Catholic churches are having masses and it's really great. There's, you can always pop in. It's easy. But it's oh. difficult. It's a difficult transition. Oh. There was something going around and it was a, a priest who had accidentally um clicked on he was doing Facebook Live and there were these the filters. <laughs> So during the mask, there were little hats coming on his head. <laughs> it was kind of funny. I was like, well, you know, you got to have a laugh sometimes, too, because we're all it adorable. It was, it was hilarious. <laughs> and it's one of those things I'll just go back and watch when I need to laugh. So, uh, well, once again,
0: like, you've got, you have to laugh because yes. you're, you also know that there's going to be the opposite end of the spectrum there whenever you're going to have a meltdown, Right. Yeah. So I've told I've shared this story with Melanie, but I'm going to share it with um, you guys. Uh, we were in the in the front of the at the house the other day and there's this cute little boy that rides his bike with training wheels, tries to keep up with his sisters. Um, and, you know, for whatever reason, they were not being nice and waiting for him to catch up. So he just gets off his bike and throws it down and says, I'm so over all this. Or no, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> And I'm like, you know, little dude, I kind of feel the same. And he is like, I want my sisters to go, a sister and her friends to go back to school. I want to be able to go get yogurt with just me and my mom. And Aww. I'm like, okay, he's probably 3 and he is being able to voice what he's feeling and what he thinks will make it feel better. He is saying what we're all thinking. Yes, and I thought it was I thought it was awesome. So that was his melt meltdown. He got up and he and went on his way and I'm like, if every adult could see It's okay to get off your bike and throw it down. Say what you're feeling and what you need, and then get back on your bike and go. I think that's a great analogy for what we. Yeah, which is like give yourself some grace. That's important right now. Yeah. Because you will have meltdowns.
2: I know. I mean, we've had meltdowns here. I've talked to Mm -hmm. friends, and it's just it's a different. It's hard to cope. This is unprecedented. Nobody knows how to cope in this space. It's we're learning. We're learning. Our therapists have great skills to deal with all of the manifestations, the anxiety, the depression, all But this is a new world. You know, it's it's different. Right. Uh, you'll say and do things you regret. You'll make mistakes. We're all overwhelmed, but you have to give ourselves some grace right now. What do you What do you think about that,
0: Christy? Oh, yeah, I I agree. I mean, that's a big part of. Um, changing things about yourself that you don't like. I mean, it is basically it's like when you make a mistake, you got to give yourself grace, and you in that little space between, you know, giving yourself grace and moving forward, you make some adjustments, and and then maybe you handle it better the next time. So, absolutely, that's what grace is about.
2: And this is a time when it's everything's magnified, so it's really not a great time to go into. You can really start the self-loathing process, and that's just not a good space to be in. And we're all experiencing kind of the the sad thing, but also in a a strange, I don't know, positive light. We are – everyone's experiencing something. No one is – there's nobody that is – uh, immune, so to speak, to, itch to the whole thing. We are all having our own level. Uh, everybody's different. We have other people that are suffering on a greater level, of course. Mm-hmm. But everyone's, you know, it's all relevant. Uh-huh. All of our struggles, and we gotta just ask for help. Ask for help. I've been
3: thinking about this. The episode we did about mindfulness with Jennifer Whitehead.
2: Yes, Mm
3: -hmm. Um, there is actually a meditation practice on that episode, which is, of course, available on SoundCloud or or all um, podcast platforms. But I'm reminded of that episode uh, because it's a great episode of just how to get out of your own head to be aware of what's going on, but also how to kind of categorize what's going on. Yeah, exactly right.
0: Any of those mindfulness exercises or the breathing or the meditation, I mean, you know, there's, you know, Jennifer's great. And there's a multitude of people that, you know, are on Facebook or Instagram that you can follow that are just giving you really simple tips um, about, you know, how to just how to breathe. When your anxiety starts going up, it's just how to breathe and get it under control. If you find yourself being in your head too much what kind of activity you need to do that gets you out of your head and gets you into the here and now. So, um, it does, you know, just, just find one, follow it, read it every day, do the, you know, practice breathing. And, uh, and we're going to get through this. Yeah. Yes. For me, it's music. Like if music
2: pulls me out of some of that, it's good mm-hmm. just to have something in the background to take me out of all the listening to the news in the background or worrying, you know, it, it's just a way for me to, to center and, it's just you got to play around and find your spot where you can pull away from it for a minute.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And we might do an entire episode on something like this, but Christy, can you go over
0: grounding exercises again? Sure. I mean, the the main exercise, um, you know, I think you're talking about the one that C, what you the five. Yes. Um, okay, so you know, one of the. I'm looking because I don't want to start off wrong. I've said this so many times you'd think I could say it. Oh, you're good. In in my sleep. But it, it's, ba- and I don't have it in front of me. So it's basically, you know, the, the five, four, three, two, one. is that whenever you are beginning to get anxious about anything is that you look around in your, you know, your immediate surroundings for five things that you can see and you name those things. And once you've done the naming of the five things, you go to the four things that you can hear um, you know, so if it's the birds, if it's the dogs, if it's the TV, if it's the radio, if it's your kids playing, whatever you want to come up with for those and name those. Um, you want to have three things that you can touch. Um, so you know, once again, if it's your cat or your pillow or your husband or your child, it doesn't matter. But you have to be aware of the of the actual um, feeling of the touch. Um, then after you've done the five, the four, the three, then you go to the two things, and, and those are um you've done the five, the four, the three, the two, you go to the one and that's something that you taste. And those are meant to say that's meant to ground you, that's meant to bring you into your current surroundings, and that takes you out of that headspace where you can actually spin out of control. Those are really
2: great. And I actually was sitting I told Christy I was sitting doing those uh I don't even remember what day it was. And I realized I did not shave one leg. <laughs> oh my god, that's great! So yeah, I don't think you're the only person that's probably done that in the last little bit. Probably not. I don't know why I bothered anyway, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a different world right now. And yeah, um, so are, are you
3: guys in your morning pajamas still or your evening pajamas now?
2: <laughs> Good question, right? I'm actually in. I'm actually in uh workout clothes. So
3: I that's bet what you, I baby. Know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> in workout clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. But most of the day I've been in my Harry Potter pajama pants, not gonna lie. <laughs> Let's just be honest.
3: But I think I, I, I think getting up every day and getting dressed, getting your kids dressed, um, putting on makeup, whatever you would do normally
2: is important. Right. I think it's good to try. I have to say I thought that too starting out and I started. Then it it just it just kinda of felt hard. It's, it's good hard. to do it sometimes though. I mean, you know, if you've got a Zoom conference call, which most of us right. are introduced to that world now, it, you know, it's yeah. kinda nice
0: to to dress up a little and have a reason to. So yeah, I did have to get dressed and put on makeup today because I had to I have to do a thing with C B S seven Tonight at 6 15, so uh, I do yes. want to have makeup on. But yes. if not, I would be in my pajamas. So then you, you can th- go have a, a little dinner date with your husband. <laughs> uh, I do that. Actually, we are going to do that. So, Wonderful. What, we already have that plan.
3: What are you talking about tonight?
0: Um, I am going to be talking about social isolation. It's kind of some of the things that we talked about. Um but it, it's, you know, there are a lot of people that don't have access to internet or, you know, things like that. So, um channel seven is trying to put some mental health information out there. Uh, yeah, in the hope we'll have that a people, shout out to podcast. <laughs> and you better be listening for it because you're going to get one. Definitely. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that, that's what I'll be doing later tonight. So, uh, but tomorrow I'm going to be in my pajamas all day. And that's okay. Hey, it's just absolutely okay. We're all trying to get. I,
2: I just hope that we can all remember when you know one day when we do go back to normal that it's not okay to wear pajamas to work. <laughs> that's going to be a tough transition. It <laughs> will. I think we're we're all living in a in a strange space of I when I call people, you can hear dogs and you know pots and pans or whatever clinking in the background. It's just you know. We're, we're just all trying to manage and doing our best and we'll make it through, but we'll do it together. And the podcast, we're here to help you and then we're going to uh, bring you some real topics that you can uh, use as a point of reference in the future.
3: And do you have some examples
2: of future topics that we're going to cover? Yes, absolutely. Well, for one, uh, we will be talking about, um, how to deal with homeschooling mm-hmm. uh, and work, uh, what it's like to be, um, you know, this is a, t- a difficult time for uh, spouses, even. If, I mean, we're all trying to,
0: we all get along great, but not 24 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> it's just different. Um, true, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to also talk about, you know, what you can do in your marriage to make sure that it stays vital and healthy in your family system, I mean, you could have one kiddo that does not handle things like this well, and they can potentially disrupt your entire family system. So not knowing what they're doing or knowing what they're doing. So we're going to give you, some, you know, a little bit of information on how to recognize that and how to handle that. And then also
2: uh, job loss, mm-hmm. uh, because that creates a lot of fear and anxiety. And, you know, just that's a whole different uh, Subject that so many people in our area are experiencing. So we want to be able to touch on items that are specific to the Permian Basin because we're hit a little harder in a different way because of the price of oil and how it affects how that industry affects everything else in a domino type of way.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: And what I like most about our podcast is, well, I like you guys a lot, but other than that, <laughs> um, other than that, you know, we talk casually, and it's not—we're not just going to read from a textbook or something. So we're go- we're going to be real and honest about those topics, and I think that's something that um, you guys will all enjoy. Yes,
2: and we we're open to suggestions of uh items of discussion. We'll put something out on our Facebook page to invite some uh you know I some questions for ideas for subject matter because yeah.
1: And uh, we can
3: do one
0: like why do we hoard toilet paper? Sure. That's a good we one. We can definitely talk about all those we can talk about all those things and that all falls under a sense of preparing for the future, you know, fear and Taking some control, so mm-hmm. yeah, those are gonna all be great ones.
2: Yes, yeah, so and we're looking forward, we're looking forward to, uh, sharing these, these great ideas and, and coping mechanisms so that, uh, you know, if, if you, if that's, uh, that can be a good resource for our listeners. And of course, as always, there's, uh, some of us are gonna need some extra help and, uh, we are here for Everyone here at Centers, please please give us a call. We're happy to help coach
1: you through it. Center Solutions is a production of the Recording Library of West Texas. Post-production work is done by Bailey Hinnis. Content is provided by Melanie Size and Christy Edwards. Contact Centers for Children and Families at 432-570-1084 or the Recording Library 432-682-2731. Email Melanie with questions you want answered on the show at msize at centers, texas, dot org. That's M-S-A-I-Z at C-E-N-T-E-R-S-T-X dot O-R-G. Both nonprofits are on all social media platforms. See you next
3: time.